Hello, and welcome to the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Haley Barton, and we have just concluded a huge season on Sabbath and the practice of Sabbath, and now we move into Advent. And you might remember that at the end of the last podcast episode on the Sabbath season, I actually encouraged you to consider using Advent as an opportunity to get your practice of Sabbath keeping going or to continue it and to deepen it. One of the reasons this feels so right to me this year is that I'm very aware of the fact that my own heart and intention in the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast is not to merely crank out content and information so that you never have time to practice anything, you never have time to think your own thoughts about anything. And so in the way that we're going to do the Advent season, we're really trying to create space for you to practice some of the things that we talked about in the Sabbath season. And that was a long, big, full of content, full of conversation, full of voices sort of season. And now is the time for you to really take those voices along with God's promptings into your own heart and into your own life with your families, with your communities, and to see what God might do with the spaciousness of the Advent season. It seems really appropriate to me, given our intentions in this podcast, that we would follow the Sabbath season with some actual space to practice Sabbath keeping during Advent. And so we might want to wonder together, in what spirit would we enter into Advent and into the Sabbath practice and deepening our Sabbath practice in this season? Well, I think it might be good to remind ourselves that Advent really does mark the beginning of a new season in the church year. And so we could actually look at Advent this year as an opportunity to have a new beginning, begin some new patterns in our lives or to deepen some patterns, to freshen patterns that we already have. This season, God is really putting it on my heart to think of Advent as a chance to begin again, that Advent is the beginning of the church year. And so we are beginning again with God, with each other. We're beginning again in the church, a new season of waiting for God and opening up space to God for God to do what God wants to do in and among us. And of course, in the secular calendar, we mark the new year with a lot of noise (laughs) with fireworks, with champagne bottles popping, with staying up late until the clock strikes midnight and the ball drops in town square. But I'm really kind of grateful that the church year starts in its own way, and it starts with the first Sunday of Advent because we begin the church year in a different way. It's not as noisy. It's quieter. We begin by creating space and taking a break perhaps every week from the mad rush of things. We take a break to acknowledge our God and to deepen our active and intentional waiting on God. And so this year I want to encourage us to think about Advent as an opportunity to begin again. In the book that Michael Ford has written about Henry Nouwen, he talks about the fact that It was actually really important to Nouwen to mark the seasons of the church year because there were different atmospheres and messages that the seasons enabled Nouwen to use in his own life to help him to pay attention to what was really going on. And Nouwen had this to say about the seasons of the church year. He said, I've always felt that if you want to talk about your faith, you have to be able to talk about your doubt. If you want to talk about hope, you have to be able to talk about despair. If you want to talk about joy, you have to talk about darkness. If you want to speak about salvation or redemption or freedom, it's very important that you're willing to speak about what you're being redeemed from and what you're being set free from. 
the spiritual life is a constant choice to let your negative experiences become an opportunity for conversion and renewal. And I find that to be very, very powerful right now because we are in, you know, maybe we've said this many, many years, but once again this year, I have a sense of the darkness, that there there are many areas in our life together in the world and in the church and even in our personal lives that feel rather dark, that feel intractable, that feel like we are lacking what we most need, where we might feel ourselves casting about, looking for real wisdom. And Nowen's point about the seasons of the church year is that when we enter into the seasons of the church year and continue to live by the seasons of the church year, and especially here at Advent, we choose to begin again in the church year, that to begin again with the church and to begin again in our lives spiritually is to listen to the Lord of the church, Jesus, to take part in the life of the church writ large. I'm not talking about a local church right now. I'm talking about the church, capital C, writ large, that as we begin Advent, we are beginning again in participating in the life of the church, big C, the life of the church as the body of Christ on the earth now. And we are seeking to know the Lord of the church better, to know Jesus better, to allow Jesus to unite us more intimately with his divine life as he offers it up within the body of Christ. And so I am really stirred this season by the idea of beginning again and using Advent as a place to begin again. God with each other, with our life together in the body of Christ, and with whatever area of our life we know really needs attention. And so this year we are entering into cycle A, and it's important for you to know that, that we here in the Transforming Center, we follow the liturgical cycles. And so there's three cycles, cycle A, B, and C, and each cycle emphasizes different, as Nowen said so beautifully, different atmospheres and messages. And so in this season, we are in cycle A. We are not going to do a podcast season every week. We're gonna give you this episode right here to get you started, but we do have some resources that we can offer to you. We have uh, another season that we did several years ago that you can go to to actually uh, walk along with the actual scriptures. But I want to highlight some of the big themes, and I want to invite us into these themes as we think about creating space through our Sabbath practice. So in this season, we'll see themes of waiting for the light of Christ, especially Isaiah 2, which is in the first week, that we're waiting for the light of Christ. Uh, Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord, Isaiah 2, 5 says. So waiting for the light of Christ in the places that feel dark. And so I would invite you to be in touch really truly with the places in your life that feel dark to you right now. And I know that facing the dark places is really hard. We might wish for the popping champagne bottles right now rather than being invited into facing the darkness in our own lives, but the places that feel dark. And am I willing to wait for the light of Christ in the places that feel dark? And I think this theme of light and dark is one that's carried out through this particular cycle of Advent, waiting in darkness for the light. Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let's invite the light of Christ into the dark places. So for Advent this season, to wait for the light of Christ into the places that feel dark. And this is where I am really, really grateful for Nouwen's perspective, because what he's really saying about the seasons of the church year and how we walk them out is that if we're not willing to face the darkness, we're not going to recognize the light when it comes. But it's really, really hard to do that, and I recognize that, and that for some personality types in particular, 
facing the darkness and naming the darkness or facing the places where we do not have hope, facing the places where we need salvation, where we need redemption. It's hard to face those places. This is the challenge of Advent. And one of the things that I'm aware of is that the Sabbath practice can actually give us the space to face our lives as they actually are. And in that sense of safety that we're creating in the Sabbath practice, I've talked about the Sabbath as a womb. In the very last episode, I talked about creating a kind of a womb-like environment for yourself where you can actually face the hard things and feel a sense of safety in doing so. We'll be looking for the light of Christ in these places as we stay present. And so we might wonder, how, how are we present? How are we to be present? How is God inviting us to be present in these places? And again, in the writing about Henry Nouwen and, and the inclusion of some of his writings in this book, Eternal Seasons, um, Nouwen talks about the fact that Advent is a time for waiting open-endedly. And I think that's a phrase that I'd like to offer to us all at the beginning of this Advent season, that, season, that this season is a place of waiting open-endedly like Mary, when she receives the word from the angel about what's going to be happening in her own life, that the Holy Spirit of God is going to come upon her and she's going to be with child in this very supernatural way. She says, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let let it be done to me according to the, to the will of the Lord. And what she's really saying there is, I don't really understand fully what all this means. When, when you say that to me, I don't even know what that means. You can only imagine Mary sitting in front of the angel saying, I'm willing, I have a great deal of willingness, but I have no idea what it actually means for me. And so she enters into a time of waiting open-endedly. So now and describes it this way, he says that to wait open-endedly is an enormously radical attitude towards life. Oh, I love that. It is trusting that something will happen to us that is far beyond our own imaginings. It is giving up control over our own future and letting God define our life. It is living with the conviction that God molds us according to God's love and not according to our fear. The spiritual life is a life in which we wait, actively present to the moment, expecting that new things will happen to us, new things that are far beyond our own imagination or our ability to predict. And that indeed is a very radical stance in a world preoccupied with control. And it strikes me that this attitude of open-ended waiting is really consistent with what Sabbath is all about. Because Sabbath days are days where we trust that good things will happen if we stop imposing our own will on things, if we stop trying to, quote, have dominion over everything, if we stop trying to be so productive and fix everything and accomplish everything on our own terms, if we can take some time to wait on God, there is something new that can open, and it takes great faith. And so here we are at the beginning of another year in the life of the church. And when I say the church, I mean the body of Christ. Here we are at the beginning of another year of walking with Jesus, of being his body, beginning again with him and with ourselves and with the people around us. And I don't know, for some reason, this whole idea of seeing Advent as an opportunity to begin again is really inspiring to me this year. And this, the themes especially of light and dark and waiting in the places of our emptiness and our disillusionment, the places of injustice and inequity, the places of wilderness, the places that are very, very dark, 
to begin again in those places and to begin again with faith, to begin again with trust, that if I wait with Jesus and I wait in Jesus' presence in those areas, that Jesus wants to come to me. So I am really praying that for myself and for all of us, and I'm wondering if our Sabbath practice could be creating the space where we can do this kind of waiting. So again, there have been other seasons where we've been working through each and every one of the selections from Scripture. You can go back to cycle A in season eight if you want to be guided with lectionary readings and guided through these specific passages. But this year, we want to create a little bit more space for you to establish Sabbath as your Advent practice and then to see the Sabbath days as maybe creating a little bit more space to begin again with God and to wait for Jesus' presence in these places. You can also return to this podcast episode since we're only offering one new episode this season because we're really inviting you to be practicing Sabbath as a place of waiting and being open and receptive to God, that you could go back to this episode and just listen for all the different ways we're being invited to be present and to wait for the presence of Jesus this season, all the different aspects of our lives, all the different aspects of our human experience right now. My intention in this episode is that it could actually hold us and carry us through the season as we continue to deepen down and walk deeper and deeper and deeper into this experience of waiting on Jesus and waiting for his presence in the places where we need his presence the most. Now, I do want to mention that for our patrons, we are going to be offering some simple guidance over on Patreon, things that are going to keep us grounded in the waiting practice throughout the season. And so if you're not a patron, this would be a great time for you to join so that you can get that extra guidance. If you are a patron, we want you to know that we'll be there for you over on Patreon. So I'd like to offer a reminder that Advent is not just a time of waiting for nothing. It's a time of waiting for the coming of Christ. And so Advent does refer to the idea of arrival. Advent means arrival. It's the coming of something. And in Advent, we are waiting for the the arrival of Jesus in these areas of our lives. We are waiting for his coming to us right now. We know he's already come in the incarnation. We know he's going to come again. But in Advent, we get to wait for the coming of Jesus in these very real areas of our lives even now. So as I've been preparing for Advent, I've been reading a poem by David Adam, reading it multiple times because it captures so much of what we've been talking about in this in this particular episode, all the different places and ways that we wait for Jesus to come. And so I'm going to read this poem by David Adams through once, and I'll probably maybe make a couple of comments, but then I'll read it a second time. And when I do that, I'm hoping that you're not driving or that you're sitting somewhere quiet where you can, you know, put your feet on the floor, you can open your hands, you can really allow God to bring to your mind the areas in your life that perhaps you want to open up to him during this Advent season. And what I love about this particular prayer poem is that it reminds us that we are asking Jesus to come. We're not just waiting in emptiness. We're waiting for the presence of Jesus to come into these areas of our lives. And the coming of Jesus is our greatest good, no matter what it is that we're experiencing in these days. Oh Lord, give us yourself above all things. Oh, I just love that line. Give us yourself above all things. There's so many things we want in this season. But the poet is affirming, Lord, give us yourself above all things. 
It is in your coming alone that we are enriched. It is in your coming that your true gifts come. Come, Lord, that we may share the gifts of your presence. I think that's a wonderful phrase for Advent, that even though there's this focus on giving material things as gifts, I love this affirmation that sharing the gifts of God's presence is the greatest gift that we could give and receive this season. And I think our Sabbath practice could help us with that. It could help us with sharing the gifts of Christ's presence through the season. But then here are some of the other places that we've noted. Come, Lord, with healing of the past. Mm. We finish this year, and we know that there are places where we need healing. Come and calm our memories. Is there a memory from this past year that still causes you to get riled up when it comes to you? Could you sit with Jesus and ask him to calm that memory? Come with joy for the present. Is there anything in your present where it is hard to feel joy? Could you open up to joy in your present just as it is? Come and give life to our existence. Come with hope for the future. Is there an area of your future that you feel anxious about right now or that feels rather hopeless to you? Could you write about that? Could you open it up, open up that place where you have anxiety about your future, but you'd rather have hope and you need Jesus to replace your anxiety with hope, hope for the good things that Jesus has for you, or at least hope for Jesus' presence with you, no matter what the future holds. Come and give a sense of eternity. Come with strength for our wills. Come with power for our thoughts and particularly the dark thoughts this season. There was a place in our podcast season where we talked about taking captive all of our thoughts so that our thoughts and our thought life are a place where Jesus is at work and having an opportunity to reign versus us just being controlled by dark thoughts. Come with love for our heart. Come and give affection to our being. In the quiet this season that we're able to create on Sabbath, we could ask Jesus to come with real feelings of love and affection so that we might feel Jesus' love and affection for us this season. What a great gift that would be. Come, Lord, give yourself above all things. Of course, that is the greatest gift. And help us in this season to give ourselves to you. So that's the prayer with some of my own commentary, but now I want to read the prayer again with just the poet's words. And I would love for you to have a chance to let these words wash over you. I am going to read them slowly with some pauses so that you can allow to come whatever God wants to bring into your heart and into your mind for your Advent practice. I would really suggest stopping whatever you're doing. If you're driving, maybe you could even pull over or maybe you could determine you're going to listen to this reading later on when you're not driving so that you can put your feet flat on the floor so that you can open your hands because it's a wonderful prayer posture when we're using the word come like this because you're opening your hands inviting Jesus to come and your hands are open saying I'm ready I am ready for you to come I am ready to receive you into my heart and into my life and into my physical existence so open your hands if you can um, if it helps you to close your eyes to eliminate distraction so that you can be present to what's really happening in your soul as we read this prayer poem I'd want you to have that opportunity and we begin by breathing deeply 
as, as we come in touch with the Spirit of God deep within and giving the Spirit access and control as we enter into this Advent season together. O Lord, give us yourself above all things. It is in your coming alone that we are enriched. It is in your coming that your true gifts come. Come, Lord, that we may share the gifts of your presence. That's in some ways our invocation to the Spirit for the season. Come, Lord, with healing of the past. Come and calm our memories. Come with joy for the present. Come and give life to our existence. Come with hope for our future. Come and give us a sense of eternity. Come with strength for our wills and come with power for our thoughts. Come with love for our heart. Come and give affection to our being. Come, Lord, give yourself above all things and help us to give ourselves to you. Mm -hmm. 